watching Prohibition fall down. What is up, DGC? It is time to wake and bake. How you doing, Scotty? I'm doing good, dude. I'm doing good. You distracted me in pre-show meetings. Scotty's trying to get a damn claw machine in the bakery to do some type of contest. You know, uh, falls right in line with dab and darts. Yes, they're they're called cranes, okay? And yeah, that's what happens when you drink a couple beers after smoking an entire joint about midnight. You start Facebooking people about claw machines. Yeah, look, a thousand different kinds of seeds. No, a couple hundred different bags of seeds, kinds of seeds in there, and you find a winner and you. Sh- and we'll see what happens, man. You gotta see what happens. Uh, all right, so we'll have <laughs> another meeting and after the show, we'll see. We'll I'm see. You, I, nev- I never matured past 14, dude. That was it. Uh, <laughs> we got a show rundown here. We got sacrifices a grower makes for the family. Yes, this is funny. <laughs> this is a mysterious friend of mine. I don't know what his fake name is, but uh, this was a hilarious conversation from beginning to end. <laughs> Well, as uh, Scotty ordered up a double burger and fries, got you thinking, didn't it? I've never seen any. I've never seen its equal, sir. It was the size of, I I don't know, man, pancakes or something. It was just the most ridiculous food. I was like, what is happening here? What have we done? Where have we gone? And we got a little bit of a theme here in the news. Arizona lawsuit seeks to bar recreational cannabis legalization. Who do you think's behind that? Uh, It's the opposite of dumb. Oh, smart. Kevin Sabbath and smart, huh? Uh, as well as proposed bill would eliminate DUI penalties for medical marijuana users out of Pennsylvania here. <laughs> we were talking about BWIs, whatever, they're boating while influenced or B, whatever it is, man. And like I, when we're on that boat, I have a little pontoon boat. I don't freaking touch a beer. I don't even want it within no. my range, you know? Because they're uh, watching, dude, with binoculars. And then so uh, Warehouse Kyle comes in. He goes, hey, man, I was talking to somebody at the Marina. They told me that the only people uh, they've arrested were two. One was stark naked on the boat doing uh, circles, and the other was just crashing into rocks. So I'm like, that seems pretty lenient, huh? Wait a second. The guy was not just there naked. He was uh, pleasuring himself on the boat. (laughs) He got arrested for that. I'm trying to make it PG here, man, but it's just too goddamn weird out there, man. You can't get away from the weird. All right, before we hop into the show, dudegrows.com forward slash support. The newsletter just went out for you guys. It's sent to the email you signed up on Patreon with. Uh, thanks to you, producers, making the show happen. In that newsletter, you will find the next grower hookup, which is three HLG 100s, first, second, and third. Just go over to Patreon, log in, comment on the post titled HLG 100 Grower Hookup, and then you'll be entered to win. Yes. As well as five seeds, free seeds from Best Coast Genetics. Thanks to Seeds here now for new members, 30% off recharge. You get to hang out with the community, Discord access, and best of all, keeping this content coming at you. Coming at you, Scotty. Yes, you don't even ask me what motivates me anymore. It's the same shit, but I will say that I am so proud of the DGC. I love hanging out with them. I love participating in the comments. Every now and again, I'll. a lot of times I'm lurking over on the, the premiere on YouTube. And every now and again, I'll jump in there. But it's just such cool people. What a, what a great community. Yeah, and when this COVID shit is over, we're going to try and maybe do some more smaller events, man. I've been wanting to go, like, at the meetups would be cool, I think, Scotty. I don't mind bumping around a little bit for some meetups with some DGC, so. <laughs> My brother was telling me that. his meetup, he went to a party. He's like, I went to a party last week. It was great. He goes, so big deal, man. It was just four of us, and we all sat 12 foot apart from each other, but it was great. <sighs> I didn't, I didn't want to get into it at all. You're not supposed to comment if I say the word COVID. You're just supposed to t- t- leave it. Leave uh, it. Just the new world. Here we go. All right. Let's get into it. Let's see who's growing some dank here. We got Banana Punch Trichome Production posted by Rusty Buds with yeah, a Z. Yeah, this one felt good. This was, this was my second grow. Turned out to be some kick-ass bud. Best I've ever tried, so says everyone else. It was grown alongside two other plants called Flow. Missed the Flow. I've grown the Flow. Inside a 5x5 grow tent with a four Vipa Spectra 600-watt grow lights. All three grew beautifully, and the stone you feel is like no other. 
But this banana punch, so good. So good. Yeah. Is this the pitch? Yeah, this is beautiful. And I just thought it was neat that it's a second grow. Remember how excited you were for, I mean, the first grow, but it ended up being like a quarter ounce or something. You, know, you got a plant that big. But the second grow, you kind of knew a little bit about you about what you were doing. You got, at least for me, I got some weed that I wanted to smoke. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. For me, first grow, second grow, maybe into the third grow, learning about heat issues, flower quality, and curing so it ain't like hay. Yes. (laughs) That's the truth. What do you think? Probably like, go ahead. Uh, No, it's all good. Where were your seeds from, your first grow? Amsterdam, I'm assuming? Yes. Same here. I forgot how I got them back. I forgot how we hit them, but I brought back uh, some, uh, I think it was African or South African Durban poison. It's great. Yeah. I haven't forget how I got mine's back. My seat's back. I'll, I'll never forget that, sir. I can't pay that <laughs> price again, sir, okay? All right, what are you talking on today? All right, first of all, it's what I'm not smoking today. I don't have a joint. Guru and I were talking. I deliberately didn't light a joint because I'm going to stop interrupting you dude it's a quest okay so i'm not smoking i'm going to be an excellent listener okay and i'm not going to be scottish interruptus anymore i'm changing dude okay all because of weed or is it just more you know what are are you talking about i decided that after somebody says something i've got a memory of about 20 seconds of what the hell i wanted to respond with so you just have to be patient okay you have to be patient listen to conversation i'm working on it all right good yeah this might shock you but i have no training for doing this. <laughs> anyway, I, you know I love to poke you about the screens a little bit. I was literally on it last night as well, man. It's my new thing. I put a little table next to me and I get on the exercise bike. I'll do an hour, an hour and a half on that thing, sweating my ass off. But I will bring the honey badger up and I will smoke some dabs while I'm doing it. The honey badger. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and by the way, I had two screens at one, three screens. I had my phone going for a little bit. Had the tablet playing some UFC on there. And uh, maybe it was only two screens now that I think about it. That's yeah. how our brain's getting conditioned for sure. Double screening. That's what I say to my boy. He'll be sitting in front of the TV looking at his phone. I'll just say, ah, oh, double screening again, huh? Double screening. Now you're taking it into triple screening to where they have the, the ability to focus uh, attention during conversation or potentially anything else. It's turning people like yeah. glitchy. Let's You're think about glitched out, dude. <laughs> I was using the honey badger while riding the exercise bike, while watching UFC, while building the show. Okay, there's four things. I just, I just got to point out that this show is not possible without me sitting in front of five screens. So multitasking <laughs> like a mofo. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This show requires five screens for yep. it to be able to happen. That's why it never actually seems like Guru's listening to me. I'm talking on, uh, well, one, I've said another show, but I'm still happy I've found this bowl from Mountainside Matt, Colorado, from right up the road. Road from you there, Scotty. Uh, I thought I had lost it. And it's one of those things where you just, wait, is that your new thing? You raise your hand? I had to say that I have a very similar bowl. It makes sense. It's from Mountainside Matt. And I thought you stole that fucker from me. I was going (laughs) to buzz for about the last three shows. I was like, I won't say it. I won't say it on the show, man. Nope, nope, all good. It's one of those things that bowls for me definitely disappear. And sometimes for extended bowls and knives, extended period of time. And this one, I was going through my Land Cruiser, like my back gear bag, digging through it for something like, holy shit, there's the bowl after being gone for like five months. And I know what happened is um, when I used to, when I used to go down to the States, I bump back and forth for whatever, only an hour from the border here. um, And I'd forget, I'd be like, oh shit, dude, you got that bowl in their box that like oh fuck what should you do i'm like i'm not throwing it out I'm not gonna do that so um and they're not that strict on the shit this well i shouldn't jinx myself but <laughs> so what you did that whole amsterdam thing to get it back no no <laughs> but uh i hit it on myself found it and i did a mix of apollo 13 ground up one of my blends i forgot i like to do the apollo 13 still a little strong for the first smoke of the day for me i blended it with my strain called the healer that i last grew the one-to-one that's kind of light 50 50 mix in the grinder it's, it's feeling pretty groovy pretty j- i'm jiving yeah yeah i like it actually i think it was sunny and bactopia told us the history of jive a couple days ago that was in the comments. It was slang for marijuana as well at one point in time, or maybe still is. We could bring that back, too. That is what it was, yeah. Smoking on some jive there? What's up? <laughs> I don't know about that. 
<laughs> oh shit. So what do we I got? Found man? Some comics, dude. <clears throat> hey, you know, I've been into this lately just because I've been okay, so this is uh from Rob Frost. Some guy on Joe Rogan's podcast was saying that inhaling through the nose benefits the nitric oxide production in the sinus. Definitely would be good to do while running. Can you imagine doing is that nitric right. or nitrous? It'd be weird to do some nitrous while you're running, wouldn't it? I, yeah. yeah, I was mountain, I mountain biked my ass off yesterday with some dudes that can climb like just crazy bastards at times. Right. And I am hurting like on the second climb <laughs> halfway through it, like hurting, like, should I get off my bike? My legs still work. That's what I tell myself when that happens in my brain. I go, dude, your legs still work. You have to wait till you start pulling muscles. But I try to think, well, maybe try some breathing through the nose only. No way when you're exerting yourself. If it's you're tough. running, you're not... I mean, I'm not going to get enough. De- definitely not. Maybe with four nostrils. Uh, it's interesting, though. So I just slowed down when I was doing it. I just slowed down and really regulated my breathing, and I was never more sore. Like, I don't know if I, like, deprived of oxygen or something like that, but, my God, I could hardly move the next day. But it was a nice experience. I just – there was another guy on Rogan today, and I know we're always talking about him, but he's freaking awesome. I love that show. And he's a neuroscientist, so he does all these brain experiments, and he goes, what we're really trying to do is uh, get people to, I can't remember, is consider two states. One was like a state of positivity, wanted to try to figure out what your brain did to stay in a state of positivity, and they were looking at creative states. Uh, it was just super interesting, man. It was, it was really cool, but one of the main states they were looking at is sleeping, and they're like, yo, it's so important, and people just take it for granted you know people will eat a giant meal and go to sleep or they'll drink a bunch and go to sleep or whatever and all that how about both yeah Yeah, i'm ready to go to sleep now man after lunch yeah all right i'm gonna take the next comment here from tube watcher 69 we were discussing on the show i forgot what the uh, the, um where we're at but would it be better to go to federal timeout tube watcher 69 what are you watching on the tube and with who um fair enough uh, my minimum, he says, or she says, Tube Watcher says, minimum security federal is better than state prison any day. All about the funding. That's all I'll say. That makes you're sense. I, I was told that. I was told minimum security prison, uh, federal prisons, you can kind of walk around a bit. And uh, yeah, I just, okay. I, I seen it in the movies. Okay. It looks better. No, not jail. just the movies. There was, I think it was minimum, kind of by my old house down in uh, in Littleton, and that's where that one dude went um, that like did something with Barack Obama's seat. I can't remember his name. He's from Chicago or something. Because uh, we definitely have El Chapo here. Regardless, uh, I when I drive by it, like, dude, it's got like four ball fields. There was a lake with canoes, <laughs> like on the outside of it. There was like it looked like a summer camp on the other than all the bob wire. Right, but uh, don't say know, that. Got some man. <laughs> So, all right, Tube Watcher 69, I think I'll agree with you there, though I don't have experience in either one, and I hope it stays that way. Damn straight. Got to be something really bad about giving up your, your freedoms as a human being. It's got to be tough. What about as a cow? We'll get into it. <laughs> I got to bump my cloud out. All I did was eat it five guys, dude. <laughs> you got one more uh, coming here. What, what's this, this with the hash? That's 420 Express Inc. I'm glad you incorporated. Uh, Mon- Ugh, Moroccan hash is a dry slab style hash and it breaks into thin slabs. That was what I told you I had a long time ago in mm-hmm. Amsterdam. And yeah, it's not like this gooey temple balls type stuff. It's like something you can cut in either slivers or you can cut it in uh, like a stick kind of thing. And yeah, it was really neat. Had a, had a great consistency for 1990 something. All right. I wish I could get nothing tastes like that. I've only had it one time. I've only traveled Europe once, but yeah, it was so flavorful. So good. I prefer the dabs, man. Like, you know, the hash will really give you a bad cough. You Like I ran out of weed. I was a, a grower or I am a grower, but back in the day, ran out of weed. All I had was great quality bubble hash and man, I didn't sound good. I wouldn't be allowed outside today. Let's just say that. Okay. All right, let's take it to what's going on. You got a, a friend, a friend, <laughs> yes. making the grower sacrifices for the family. Yeah, a friend of ours is having a baby, younger guy having a baby, and he just says to me, you know, we're always trying to say wacky stuff to each other, and he, he goes, this guy doesn't work with us, okay? So just get that out of your head, man. But I saw him yesterday at work, and he, <laughs> he says, hey, man, can I put a nursery inside my nursery? 
And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I re- he's like, dude, I got a four by four grow tent in the room that is it's now my man cave, my office, my, uh, what is he, my gun building area. <laughs> he's got all that shit in there, my weed room and his grow. And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out like what I can keep in there. Can I keep a four by four in the kid's nursery? And uh, yeah, I told him, I don't know. I don't know how that works Six, out, man. Yeah, well, kid's going to be made a little co2 generator there ah, not bad not bad i was just kind of funny just and it just reminded me of all the sacrifices you make as a grower my brother trip rented the house next door to him when uh when he was having a baby or when his wife was having a baby just because i had a grow going on in that house and i just didn't want the child or trip didn't want all the you know the legal problems that come with that if you're if you take yeah law out of the equation i personally had would have no problem with a four by four tent inside a kid's nursery or whatever right. probably gonna motivate him they're gonna think it's cool they're gonna get influenced by seeing plants all the time there's no harm on them. Um, and, and, you know, should you grow a four by four tent full of orchids in your kid's room? You know, so in that sense, I wouldn't care. It'd be cool. Um, and you're, you're good use of space. You know, kids, an infant doesn't need that much space, right? Don't uh, even need the whole room. The kid can never sleep without hearing the hum <laughs> of a ballast, you know? I don't know. I just uh, need it to sleep. Man. Or or just the house uh, slightly vibrating from a can fan that's not mounted on any type of rubber or anything. Uh, or or hanging go- from bungee cords. Or he goes there to a fish show. He goes to a fish show and he goes, wow, that smells like my childhood. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> nothing. Oh, golly. Next. Uh, anyway, dig it, dig it. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. It did remind me. I had some reminiscing I was doing. I was reminiscing about the first harvest or the second harvest with the dank nug and how much fun that is and how much uh, I, I'll call it. It's a great joy when you're having a kid. But for growers, holy crap, is it an adjustment in your lifestyle where you're like, OK, you want to figure out how to change a lot. <laughs> so it just made me think of that. I was like you. I mean, that's the mainly when when I had uh, my first kid was coming it was looking where am i gonna in my case was able to buy another house close by if it makes sense so you could have the degree of separation with the grow due to legalities um but it all works out that was when you could buy houses like uh yeah i'll just sign it and give you 500 bucks for my house you know it was crazy it's crazy but hey I do, I do have one thing to say this is the same guy you know what i'm saying you gotta sometimes mature up this is the same guy that goes yeah man i took a huge dab yesterday and I walked into the grocery store and I started choking and I had to like hold it because I didn't want everyone to think I had COVID. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, I'm going to stop at the beginning of that sentence. You took a huge dab and walked into the grocery store? What, you don't do that? I, I don't. There's something to, you know what I did? We gave him the, uh, what is it, the Carta Focus V, Carta V, whatever it is. The, the Carta yeah. by Focus V. Yeah, which is a cool device. And I guess he uses it before going into the... The store. I mean, Ooh. I just got to defend him a little bit. I have definitely just been <laughs> ripping a dab pin in Target before. And right. I've told this story. Ended up just leaving a whole cart full of shit being like, I don't ah, need any of this. That's what awesome. am I doing here? That's yeah, awesome. you got to be careful of that. Have your list. Check it twice. Don't be hungry. All the above. And I tell you, dude, the best part was that we're all talking about this. I'm like, you're nuts, man. And then Warehouse Kyle just tries to outdo everybody. He goes, I was thinking my kid's tooth is loose. And I was thinking about pulling it out with a bow and arrow. How does that like, make any sense? He was gonna, I asked him that. He's going to tie a rope to the end of the arrow and shoot. Mm. That's cool. It's kind of cool, man. Isn't it? And you know he thought about it. It's the same concept as the doorknob. You know, you tie a string to the doorknob. I don't they still do that now. I come take you away for that. <laughs> how, how do you explain or is the kid to, uh, this is my plan. Okay, this is how we're going to help the toothache here while holding a bow and arrow. Oh, shit, man. I tell you, I'm just glad to see people doing something, okay? All right. All right. Yes. Uh, take it over to, let's switch it up here. Sure. You, you want to go eat at Five Guys Burgers and Fries, which is considered like a fast food restaurant, right? Don't I look like I eat at Five Guys? I would describe it as <laughs> premium fast food. By the way, 
dude, we're, we were talking, dude and I were talking about mountain biking and he, I was thinking about like what skinny Scott would look like. And he'd probably be about 30 to 40 pounds lighter. And dude says, well, try carrying 40 pounds on a backpack and then biking up a hill with it. And I was like, wow, <laughs> wow. But I tell you what, I will never, ever lose any weight by going to five guys burgers because I was sitting there doing the math on it, man. I'm like, all right, this double burger has to be eight or 900 calories. And then I don't know how he's 1200 calories on the, I was like, this is over two grand calories before you even get to the soda. And I mean, I do read, I read some books. I'm reading that Rob Dunn book and I'm reading one about uh, in defense of food by Michael Pollan. And they mm-hmm. talk about it. I heard that one. Yeah, real food is going has gone away. It's been away for about 40 years. I think between the 70s and the 80s, the real whole foods went away. And you just start getting these ingredient products. He's bringing this, you know, don't worry about what's in the what's the food. Wait, we bleach out flour and then add nutrients back to it. Yes, he was saying it became like the nutrient uh, you know, era. And I just thought it was it was crazy that we really and by the way, he's like, hey, we're gonna give you some advice about how to eat food here. And he's like, by the way, the humans are the only species that need to be taught how to eat food. Like everyone else, it just comes naturally too. But uh, it's just, you know, with the, what, a hundred years, they were talking about how like sugar, back in the day, the only way you'd get sugar is by sucking on some sugar cane or um, honey was like super valuable. People climb up in the trees to get honey. And now they just fucking make it. I think they said 25% of, of the corn crop, which is the amount that's California, like the entire state of California is filled just with corn for corn syrup, for high fructose corn syrup. And I mean, dude, that's like freaking, you put the high fructose corn syrup and uh, you know, all that fat and all that stuff, man, you've got yourself a prescription for poor health, man. It just had me thinking. Why do you feel it hurt your microbes? You said you think after that meal, like your gut microbes are like, what the hell's going on? Because it's not common food or what? Is it bad for them? You, you know what? What's the book say? Eat plants. No, I can't remember what it says, but it's basically like eat plants, not too much is what is what the in defense of, of food says, you know, and it's and yeah, I mean, just oh, I'm sorry. What it says is that a bunch of different microbes feed on meat and then feed on vegetables or whole grains and whatnot and actually like the whole grains they go to different parts of your digestive system of your, of your guts that's why they, what they call them complex carbohydrates because it takes a long time to to unball them and so they were talking about different microbes uh, are meat uh, digesters those are the ones that uh, that stink man that stink but they're saying you can heart you can grow different kinds of microbes you can grow meat microbes you can grow ones that digest uh, uh, vegetables and whatnot and uh, grains and yeah just different populations of them we just need to eat a lot less meat you know people can hate on that i know you like you know you used to drive around in, in any rural state and you see the old pickup truck or new cummins diesel on the front plate says beef well, that's because they're making their living. I just sold bamboo to a beef guy, and they're making their living with it. Uh, yeah, it was a citrus and beef guy. I don't, know, I don't know what's a worse industry, honestly. Let's all become flexitarians, okay? I just figured out. I know this word's been around for a while, but uh, flexitarian. Oh, no, oh, is that the ones that can use uh, any kind of fuel? Flexitarian? No, it's basically, it's putting like... Meat, I guess, has been featured for a while or sold to us as that's the main feature. Right. Big ass steak, you know, Um, reducing that should really be kind of an addition or a side plate to some degree. For me, my system usually tells me, I don't know if it's my gut microbes or what, I would eat in the... When I had lived in the States, a nice big ass, like I try to get whatever organic grass fed, medium rare burger, like once a month. And sometimes during the next month, like will start to call for me. I don't know if it's my body telling me I want some of that, but um, regardless, reducing your input on it, man, the carbon footprint is huge. We all know that the amount of water, agricultural fuels burned for processing, um, but you can choose your level, Scotty. Let's choose your level. I got three levels here for um, a flexitarian. <laughs> Okay. You can be a beginner, advanced, or even an expert. I'm going to go in right at advanced, and it says aim for up to 14 meatless meals a week, which means you still get to eat your burger or turkey sandwich once a day. It's not that bad. I know some people, you know, it's like you could have three, four days a week where they're eating, you know, meat as the main feature almost every meal. I have a burger for lunch, I have pork chop for dinner, and then I got colon cancer for, but. Hey, that's it. 
And just, just so you say it, man, that colon cancer thing has to do with getting your colon fed and getting the bottom parts of your digestive system fed. When you just use sugar and bleached flowers, pew, they're instantly available. So they get to the very top of your gut and they're absorbed. That leaves the rest of your gut starving. Certainly your colon, which is at the bottom of your gut, your large intestine, it leaves that hungry, man. And if it doesn't work, different microbes start showing up, man. Pathogens start showing up. So do you think more the, the amount of uh, not just beef, but meat we're consuming is more of a marketing plan by the meat conspiracy? Or I mean, by the main corporations, I should say, that's got us into this habit or norm of yes. being like, yes, it's what's for dinner, man. Beef is a really interesting way to be able to manage a whole lot of land where they make a lot of grasslands. Those guys aren't dummies that, that manage all that all those acres, those thousands of acres. And so there is something there. I almost said symbiosis, but the cows get chopped up at the end, so it uh, it doesn't seem so symbiotic. Yes. Do we need to talk about cow behavior? Apparently, they're pretty intelligent. They are, man. India, they're like the fucking, they're like the highest being, you know, like the highest thing on earth is a cow. Well, and if you think about it from like an ancient perspective too, uh, looking at a cow, it was able to do so much stuff for you. It made uh, food for you in terms of like milk. Um, You could harvest meat from it if you had like a healthy herd. Um, It made your soil better so that the grass to feed themselves grew better. Um, It just in, in terms of like ancient agriculture, it had so many uses from the cow that was beneficial for everything that like I can see why they worshipped them. It's and delicious. Like, I'm not going to turn down a filet mignon or some Kobe beef or anything like that. Let's be Would honest. You, but le- no, but let's be honest. If you really needed all those other things and you couldn't just go to the store and buy another one, would you really say, well, steak tastes good. I'm going to kill my fertilizer factory and I'm going to kill my lawnmower and I'm going to kill, you know what I mean? All that stuff for some meat. Yeah. Yeah, you probably worship them and and uh, not eat cow. Ah, it's starting to make sense, isn't it, man? Do you want me to go deep into cow psychology with Psychology Today article? Scotty mm. said it might be a little too disturbing, but no. uh, I mean, I just started smoking, man. All right, but I'm tapping out. I will raise my hand when my buzz starts going down. When you start killing my buzz. I'll just say a little bit. Now, this is this was put out um, by, however, major review essay published at the Journal of Animal Behavior and Cognition by neuroscientist Lori Marino. Did you just call me essay? Yes. Yes. All right. They said they noted when cow behavior is addressed is almost entirely done with a framework and applied to the uses food commodities. Therefore, li- relatively little attention is to the study of cow intelligence, personality, and sociality at a basic comparative level. You know what I mean? Oh, man, this is already making. I had spaghetti and meatballs like an hour ago, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I won't. I mean, they're saying they can, you know, see fear and fear and anxiety. They've uh, actually, by the amount of white in the cow's eyes, um, you know, when they notice this one example is when mothers and calves are being separated, mothers are going to get processed and the amount of like white in the eye and just things that are disturbing. And I've seen feedlots. I haven't ever toured one. I don't think they offer that. That might be the nail in the coffin for a little bit. Um, but yeah, but looking at as, as uh, food animals, man, it's only it's kind of like a haze on you, you know, versus would you do this with your dogs? Because they're saying cows aren't exactly like a dog, but how they think and they can have they can remember people they can have grudges against other cows they can do all these types of things i mean they're all domesticated animals god but you imagine Um, if a dog tasted like filet mignon you doesn't fucking scarce dogs around man what do you do know it doesn't Um, yeah dog is dog is very fine meat i figured it would have gotten out on the on the internet that's a that's a i just got to clarify that's a quote from the patriot (laughs) <laughs> the, the dog is a very fine meat. I've never tried dog. Disclosure. Oh, that's creepy, man. How did this show Were you me? in the middle of something there, Guru, or should I come back in here? I got a... So, yeah, with, with cows uh, and how they perceive stuff, I guess they can be tricked fairly easily because I know in Russia they were testing it out, putting virtual reality uh, helmets on cows that are in, like, feedlots right. and showing a really low-resolution image of, like, them being in a field of grass and, like, uh, were able to track and see that the cows were noticeably happier 
um, with the VR than they were just being in the feedlot that they were actually in. So it's kind of like they're turning cows into like people in the Matrix, which is yeah. kind of cool and kind of fucked up at the same time. I wonder yeah, if they get red and blue up. pills. Yeah, I got shot in the game of uh, Grand Theft Auto by a cow with VR glasses. Didn't make me feel so good. <laughs> Yeah, my son was showing me yesterday. He's like, Dad, I've never done this. Check it out. I'm stealing a jet from the military. How fucked <laughs> up is that? I mean, dude, if anyone's going to start listening, it's now. All right. Uh, one more point here. Um, it says there's an essay called Esther the Wonder Pig is Wondrous Indeed. But so are all pigs. So maybe you could find this. This was written by Bob Comus, writes, Esther is clearly a unique individual being with interests that are personal in particular, and that should be fostered and protected. She has great emotional, psychological, and intellectual capacities. She is a being that one can bond with. Esther is every bit as dear as Fido. He also writes, during his 10 years, as a pig farmer, I came to know pigs as well as my own dog. That's why I quit farming pigs. Damn. Went deep. Two, four words for you, all right? Life <laughs> feeds on life. Okay? Very simple there. I do know someone we've interviewed uh, has has cows or a herd of cows. Future 4200? Yeah. Up, up in Washington, Oregon. Can't remember. And I know that he will go through the cows he actually ends up harvesting for meat. He picks out the ones that are assholes. So like the ones that are mean to the other cows right. or will like come up and hit you, that's the one that he'll he'll harvest for meat. You ever accidentally see somebody stick their hand up a cow's butt, man? Not mm. accidentally. I've seen it on Not purpose. Not in the middle of my like, cold brew set. <laughs> yeah, that's quite yeah. Good that'll, timing. That'll that's a rough job. Thinking, man. That'll keep you thinking. I think I saw Mike Rose do that with one a time. horse. Yeah, that is a rough job, man. I was gonna say Mike Rose definitely done that once or twice. I'm gonna, show right, the guys that, I'm gonna show the guys that make recharge in the middle of the heat that video, man. You know, it could be worse. This is called Dude's Motivating Moment, okay? Yes, sir. Before we move on. Uh, when I was mountain biking yesterday, we come on down, and this guy is uh, – we're, we're sitting down with two buddies and cracking a couple beers. Bullshit. Another guy comes down five minutes later. He's like, what's up? And we're like, what's up? Hey, come over and have a beer. Chill. And uh, yeah, he looks like maybe our age, mid-30s to late well, – I'm actually 42. But no, whatever, mid-30s to mid-40s, it's hard to tell sometimes when you're a fit biker. But – we're bullshitting. And uh, he's like, yeah, I've been mountain biking for three years now. I was like, shit, man, you look like you're doing pretty good. What you rode out there today and, you know, eye up the bike, make some assumptions, which is still not good to do. Sometimes people just don't look like they can do what they do. I got a time out for one second. Have you been some, doing something no matter what for three years? Have you been really concentrating on it for three years? You're probably pretty fucking good. Three years prior, he weighed 250 pounds. Wow. And he said his stomach started hurting. And I don't know why, but he's like, I thought it was like something cancerous. So and he was just scared to go to the doctor. He's like, instead of going to the doctor, I decided I'm going to get my ass in shape. And he lost 70 pounds in three months. And we're like, what? And he, that's when he said, Scott, he's like, yeah, I want to do something. I'm all in. I was like, you know what? That's a good saying there, man. That is motivating. Uh, he never has had any pains again. He was completely healthy. Sure. Could have been whatever hurt in his stomach. But some people just have a fear of opening up a rabbit hole of shit going to the doctor. Yeah. Um, could have been the extra 60 pounds he was wrapping around his body consistently. Yeah. That'll, that'll, the other guy um, I bike with, ironically, he has lost, I think, 50. But it's been over the past year and a half. And it's because, man, I always motivate, tell people this. Try and motivate you. If you find Find something you do you can be like passionate about and like. It makes it a bit easier to you know to to either be in shape, to be fitter, to feel better. It's, it's to build a it's, good show. <laughs> yes, but that was my motivating point. That was awesome to hear. That's something you just jump right in and kick ass, lose all the weight in three months, get in shape and loving life a lot more. <clears throat> I was listening to somebody that was talking about just when you are passionate about something, we have, when you have nothing that motivates you, how hard it is to get up and out of bed. But when you have a real passion, just how, you just, just what a difference it is, you know? What a driving force. You jump out of bed in the morning. See, I was just about to mess up. I was going to say, I'm trying to be all in about no hesitation getting in any cold water around here in BC because some of it's pretty damn cold. But once you get actually in it, you're, you're usually not that bad. It's just that adjustment to, oh, my God. Right. To, okay, okay. And I said, I'm just trying to be all in. You can't try to be all in, Scotty. You're either all in or you're out. Okay? And, and tell me how all in and ride or die differentiate, man. 
What's the difference? Um, they could go together. Ride or die is not bad. That, that one's just a little cheesy to me because if right. I don't ride, I'm not going to die. But I, I get it. Nah, Guru's like ride or die for for uh, who are you? Ride or die for Weezer, right? Old Weezer. You can't be ride or die. Ride or die means you you go through it, man. Old, new. I'm nah, not. I'm, I'm not ride or die for that. <laughs> I'm just. I think that's a Saturday Live skit or something. Yeah, it's funny lost, as fuck. Lost me in Africa. You're you're ride or die for Weezer. Ride or die. You're generalizing to things that aren't even riding, huh? No, it just means like you're with them through good times and bad, man. You're with them, man. Ride or die. All right, before the news, I was going to remind you, we got a door prize, Irigenetics Prana. Check that out. These are regular seeds on dudegrows.com. You can find the Prana, which is uh, oh, a good-looking flower here. Ross Jeff's got a really good site. Check it out, irigeneticscolorado.com. Um, and you can see all the strains and good descriptions. This tested at potency 25 to 25% THC. Flowering time is a little shorter there, 50 to 65 days, and recommended for beginner growers for sure. I dig. This is flow crossed with a rise. It must be the arise that makes it so easy to grow. I've gotten a couple of his his uh, strains, and they are really vibrant. They really do just pop out and pretty badass. Easy to grow. I'll say that. I'm also going to mention the pros list, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. I'm scrolling it now. Like I need, man, there's a lot of good gear over here, guys. I'm going to do two. I'm going to give you up. Rosenbaum.com. Yeah. Working on that for another grower giveaway, guys. Check out what they have in their lineup. Rosenbaum.com. Coupon code dude. Legit presses. Um, as well as we can go with uh, Sacred Tree. Mushrooms. Tanazi. How you doing? If you guys want to grow some mushrooms, don't care if they're psychedelic. I don't care if they're oyster for your steak sacredthreemushrooms.com kicking some good kit, kits coupon code dude as well over there will work out for you dude the crane game full of mushrooms man different shrooms you know i got the golden teacher i need another 25 <laughs> cents man i want to get those uh, pink oysters Good thinking. And if you are intimidated at all by growing those, Scotty's pulled it off. No no sweat. But Tanazi is great with service as well. So check it out. I've heard good feedback from the DDC that's ordered the kits. I brought my 15-year-old out here after the studio, and I just there was a big bag of pink oyster mushrooms sitting there. And she's like, oh, my God, what are these? You know, I'm like, they're mushrooms you put on your steak, you goofball. And then we were just walking, whatever. I walked to a shelf, and I was like, oh, my God, come here, Lily. And sure enough, there was fucking a whole big bloom of mushrooms again, man. Like, they, were, I forgot about them, and they bloomed again. It's fucking cool. Nice. Sounds too good to be true almost, but worked out. Now imagine that, Mother Nature growing its own stuff, you know, its own food. Imagine that. Crazy. Taking care of each other. All right, take three in the news. <laughs> if you notice, sometimes we have some technological issues. Yes. Edits that two, you don't want to watch. <laughs> two, TucsonWeekly.com. Um, this is out of Arizona. Um, it says, uh, this is legal challenge filed to keep recreational marijuana off the November ballot. Opponents to the effort to legalize recreational marijuana in Arizona filed a legal challenge in Maricopa County Superior Court Tuesday in an attempt to stop the initiative from making the state's November ballot. So this is, it was, man, it's got to be so weird when like filing legal challenges and just the, the law is like your dueling blades. That's got to be pretty weird, right? Well, yes, this was filed by as Arizonans for health and public safety. Um, And what they call misleading language in smart and safe Arizona's 100 word summary. I like that they kept it a 100 word summary. People are probably more likely to read that shit. So here's what there's. What's that? 100 words is a lot. Can't you just read it to me? Yes. Okay, this is what they're complaining about, and this is why they do not want this to pass. It says, cannabis THC is highly concentrated, said Arizonans for Health and Public Safety Chair Lisa James. For example, Scotty, five grams of marijuana concentrate that they allow is approximately 2,800 doses of pure THC for one person. Did you know that? Do you think that if the uh, other side, the pro-cannabis movement said, hey, look, we'd like to quadruple your salary, but would you come over to our side and start arguing our points? Do you think she would do it? 
How many? I just want to know what do you guys know what your math is on dose? Like on a gram? Let's say you have one gram of concentrate. Yes. I don't know what they're considering a dose and inhale. They make it sound so potent. A, a uh, one gram of concentrate is enough for four people to do like an eight hour work shift, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it doesn't lead up to their 2,800 doses of pure THC. I love the wording. That's, All right. That's the, insane. The, By the way, there's a lot of that's that's been a thing lately is that you just throw numbers out there and you wait for someone to say, hey, wait a minute, you, you got to justify that. And then they go, oh, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. All right. They're also challenging Smart and Safe's Arizona proposition to basically eliminate restrictions on weed impaired drivers, which I, <laughs> the wording again, by not relying on marijuana metabolite tests to check if a person's impaired while driving. This means they're trying to, which is awesome. That shit is not fair. Um, just to strictly convict somebody or to incriminate somebody or even have them go to jail and all that hassle shit because um, I don't know if, if they're do, especially if they're doing something other than blood like the goofy devices we've covered sure. um, but we all know that you can have a higher concentration in blood nanograms per liter or whatever they do and be, be unimpaired Oh, as a the, driver. One of the craziest things with Arizona, and I had some friends that until recently lived in Tucson, um, You, if you got caught with concentrates and you didn't have, so they have medical marijuana there, but if you didn't have a medical card and you got caught with concentrates, it's an automatic felony in Arizona. And they have this crazy stuff where with, if you're within 50 miles of the border, you can get stopped by Border Patrol for no reason, like at all. So, like, you could randomly get stopped by Border Patrol, have a little bit of concentrate, and there you're a felon. Which is mm. crazy. It is rough. It is rough. All these different states got really crazy rules, man. A dude can't go outside with a master at 70 grand. What are you talking about? <laughs> Didn't you tell me that if you get caught without a mask, it's like 70 grand or something? No, no, no. If I go to the States, which I can, and I come back, which I can, oh. I have to stay home for two weeks. If I am caught out grabbing something to eat or whatever, then it's like, yeah, up to a $70,000 fine and fucking six months in prison or something just to keep you safe. But um, oh quickly here. Uh, the other complaints that they have against this being passed are reasons they're challenging the initiative. Said Smart and Safe allows commercial marijuana companies to advertise without restriction. It significantly reduces penalties for underage use. Yeah, because we want to create more criminals because they got cannabis. And it allows unlimited cultivation for larger companies. And get this, Scott, it doesn't tax homegrown cannabis either. <laughs> This is, I, I'm just trying to think of the name smart and safe, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if either of those really apply. Well, it's, ba it's, it's brought to you by the Arizona Health and Public Safety. Uh, primary funding comes from the Center for Arizona Policy, which that sounds so vague. So, um, it's a for-profit institute with lawyers and lobbyists and, you know. The, hey, but wait, here it says it's a conservative organization that backs traditional families and promotes religious freedom and anti-abortion legislation. Jesus, but we're not going to get into that. Jesus Christ, man. Stay out over cannabis. How about that? Yeah, you know, I'm just saying smart and safe because all this does is it just drives people to, I'll call it the free market, but... It's, uh, you know, depending on who you know and where you're scoring your bud, you can get some real tainted bud that way, and you can uh, get robbed that way, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to take it to one more quick story because it ties right in. Pennsylvania proposed bill would eliminate DUI penalties for medical marijuana user. Under current state laws, there are more than 100,000 medical marijuana users who are breaking the law every time they get behind the wheel. So this is along the lines of at least starting saying, hey, look, why are we allowing these people to medically use cannabis, but then they're forced to incriminate themselves to do anything when you get behind the wheel? Because obviously, again, it stays in your system. So we haven't, we're having more of these stories, which is good to see. Um, and I hope it sets some, I love to use the word, precedence. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> Case law. Case law is a very important part of law. Um, and find other ways, which I was reading through this story and mentioned the police or it was like, hey, look, 
if we are bringing somebody in, we have to show impairment. We don't just show, and I know this isn't just across the board with police departments across the nation, but the DA here wants to see impairment, not us just say, oh, look, you know, this was, uh, sure. they had a little bit of canvas in their system. They want to have the video, whatever they can do. Or so it, they tried to use the logic of like a DUI. Um, Sorry, moving cameras around. Uh, yeah, they tried to use a logic of like a, a DUI where uh, there's like a directly related uh, the more you drink, the more poorly you drive a car, right. like on a number. So you can put an arbitrary number there as a limit. And and to some extent, like that is a good way of judging if someone is uh, impaired behind a car. Sure. With cannabis, it's completely different. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work in like a linear way. Yeah, there's um, a tolerance effect. There's, there's a tolerance. The individual comes into play a lot. So it makes it really hard to prove impairment to the point that, at least in Colorado, a lot of juries will not convict someone of a cannabis DUI because most of those people use cannabis and know that uh, if you're a, a seasoned stoner, um, you can operate a motor vehicle completely safely while after you've been smoking. Now, I don't know much about law. He, he is correct, but here's the important thing. That's why if you have enough money, you can beat charges a lot of times because you get to select. You have to approve the jury. So you can sit there and just keep on denying people and denying people until you find the right jury. The Constitution explicitly calls it a jury of your peers. Yeah, so that's so. how that is one way to beat a case if you got enough money. Mm, that sounds convenient. <laughs> By the time you've already gone to court, how much money are you out? Uh, maybe your job, maybe your car's impounded still, you're pissed, and it's just oh, all yeah. approved. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it was good. <laughs> all right. All right. So we got some memes here. Let's see what you find. Let's see what you find. Do a little laughing. All right. I'll, I'll take this first one, and this is by Canacooter. It says, Real Bambi 2020, and it's me and... I don't think that's that's our deer, but that me and a beautiful deer smoking a joint together. I seem to be passing them the joint, and it says Trump, Biden, and Kanye. Where's the intellect? And I mean, I have no idea what that means. Is that us talking politics? Because the only person at this point I would talk politics to isn't a person. It's a deer. Okay. I, just, I just think it's hilarious that someone photoshopped this picture. We, we have this exact same picture in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> the deer seemed less interested in the other picture, all right? It's my running mate right there, Bambi. All right, what's the next one you have found? <laughs> this is awesome, man. Oh, let me show you something by Dan420 Leader. Okay. And I'll just I'll just narrate this one. This is uh, it says shrimp on the Barbie, and it's Jim Carrey with all different kinds of faces for all different kinds of drugs. So he's got his alcohol face, where he's just seemed to have written a magic marker all over his face and is screaming. Weed is Ace Ventura. <laughs> Take it. Cocaine was the one where shit. Well, me, myself, and Irene. I love that movie. It's warped, and he just—I can't remember for some reason—he gets terrible cotton mouth. I can't remember his weed or what. And uh, there you go, crystal meth. I don't know what's happening there. Is he inside some cellophane or something? <laughs> <laughs> Molly, I like the Molly. Molly's glowing purple, <laughs> and LSD is the mask, which seems about right, doesn't it? It does. It does. I dig. The mask is pretty good. I watched it uh, maybe about a year ago again with the kid. It's an interesting one. Most of his movies are good. They'll make you laugh, bro. What's the one I highly recommend um, where everything is kind of the same and he's actually in a show? The Truman Show. The Truman Show. I have not seen it, sir. All right. Something oh, new to watch. on. DGC Homeworks. Guys, got to watch The Truman Show. Before you make us laugh one more time, I remind everybody, if you had a good time, dudegrows.com forward slash support. And Scotty has found one more uh, social media tidbit here. Yeah, funny and true. Okay, this is Awesome Auto by Fish Ganja Guy. What's up, brother? And it's... It says Scotty admiring his best auto flower, and it's like the Charlie Brown Christmas, and it's the saddest Christmas tree that has like three little sprigs on there. And <laughs> grew, we literally grew an auto flower that had. You were making a joke saying it might make it would make a good joint, and I said, "Fuck no, that will make a bowl." There's like a bowl in that, like it was just the tiniest little. We stunted that thing from the start, man, or something happened. But yeah, this kind of reminds me of a couple auto flowers. We no, should I, put some. We should put some Christmas ornaments on it. 
That one's so sad. It is so sad. I mean, I'm sure there's something with the autos, but I got to I gotta do better, I think, seed selection and just do a bit better with them. All right. Who found this tattoo, man? What is this a tattoo of? Uh... You know, my kid is now 15, so she does some fun. So, you know, she, she follows Instagram. She knows how to use it. I was on TikTok with her for like about 30 minutes, and uh, I just couldn't stop laughing. I told you I'm not very mature. But she showed me this tattoo, and it is just Ricky from the Trailer Park Boys. Is he smoking a joint? I can't tell. But uh, damn, that's a good tattoo. Somebody drew that on someone's skin. Yeah, I mean, I'm not so sure. You just got to let people get tattoos, what people want to get tattoos of, you know? Yeah, you think that one's on the wall? I don't know. One of my old friends back in the day, way back in the day, him and his girlfriend got matching ladybug tattoos, and we made fun of them for quite some time. Definitely not his girlfriend anymore. If I know him, will you tell me so I can call him and make fun of him? Uh, I don't think I really know. <laughs> can I make fun of him anyway? Give me his number. Yes. Ladybug. <laughs> Baby, let's go get a ladybug tattoo. All right. Put it in the I bag. Love you. <laughs> we got a live show coming at you guys here shortly is the plan, Guru. We're going to get a live show uh, when? You know, can we announce it? That Give a little heads up. Uh, it depends where we at today, dude. Yeah, that's a good point. Just stay tuned. We are going to do a couple more live shows. Love doing the mix-up, but let's put in the bag with some shout-outs to the people producing this show. DDC members Dank Buffalo and Fire Mountain Farms. <laughs> All right. I got 78 KG and Koi Bacon, 42. Could be KG. KG, I don't know. Uh, Ganja Vore. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Madam Groove, Madam Groveberry, Madam Groveberry. All right, pass that shit. And Dank the Skunk, I like it. Put up long bottom leaf, and you know, Red House grows. All right, all right. All right, peace out, stay higher, my friends. Till next show, keep it iry. Take your easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the dank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Is to take a little break That means we're lighting up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do they shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Big man, catch you riding high Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage No, if you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed I ain't done nothing wrong, wrong, no Don't lock up me, cause I need weed